1: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge.
2: Uh, welcome in, everybody. It is a, um, what would you call this? Victory to? Sunday is what it, it, is. it is. It is. We've had a blast today. Welcome in, Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm Chad Jens. We have had a blast at the MHH meet and greet. And instead of trying to do the, the gut reaction from the tailgate like we did last year and then the tailgate authority trying to 86 us, we thought, let's just get back to the hotel. We'll do it from the hotel. So here we are, Chad, Scott Kennedy. Scott, dude, what did you see tonight? Real quick, what were your thoughts on the game? We watched it with dale and his wife it was a phenomenal yeah, phenomenal experience
3: dub thank you for uh, for your hospitality it was wonderful and denver thank you for your hospitality first off that stadium rocks literally when it starts getting loud it shakes and yeah. it is phenomenal it is so yep. cool um you know even the, the denver broncos fans so that was one of my first impressions with broncos country you know was how broncos country showed up and showed out even when they were getting a little annoyed. With uh, you know, there's some boo birds out yeah. there, but when there it was were times time- they deserved it, sure. So, when it when it was time to get loud, they got loud, yeah. So, they were still behind their team, even if they were a little agitated. It's one of those like, you know, I, I can get mad at my brother, but you better not. I'm still gonna stand <laughs> up for him. It's still my brother. Um, this offensive line needs a lot of work. Um, Oof. it's it's scary for me, and the defense is legit. I know it, it, it hasn't been. You know, pat mahomes yet yeah but it was, it was jimmy g and Spe- jimmy g especially
2: with josie jewel back in the middle
3: josie jewel that was one of the things we sat there a lot and i didn't get to talk to you the whole time because it yeah. was loud very loud which is to point one, but one of those points was josie jewel does not get enough credit from broncos country no more shade on this guy yeah, the dude agreed. is a good football player just flat out he is a good football player
2: give the props where they're deserved on josie jewel last i looked at the at the box score and we watched the game with ours we could see the whole field perfect seats right on the 50 basically and the last I looked at the box score Michaela jumping in look at this just generosity she comes to the game she kicks it she contributes to the content she joins us for that pregame podcast then she goes and watches the game as a winner of the MHH red carpet giveaway alongside Gary Leeds Palmer shout out to Gary GLP and here she is throwing down a super chat love you Michaela thank you she says Great game. Thank you for a great time. It was a great time.
3: And it was great to meet you, Michaela, in person. Um, yes. You know, I've i i I've gotten to converse with you online several times with uh, doing the night shows, uh, but not as much as as Zach and Chad. So it was great to meet you in person. Uh, great to meet everybody in person. The meet and greet was, was fantastic. Uh, thanks for everybody for coming out. And for those of y'all that missed it, hopefully we'll see you next time. This isn't the last one we're going to do. That's for sure.
2: No, that was tons of fun. It was the second annual. And uh, you know what? MHH meet and greet remains undefeated with your Denver Broncos. Two and oh, baby. Perfect two and oh. Week three, both times. Uh, The Broncos, Scott, you were telling me. Oh, let me just finish my thought. Josie Jewell, last I looked at the box score, eight tackles led the team. Fumble recovery, sack, playmaking whiz. I mean, uh, would you maybe. Hazard to say a whirling dervish. That, Scott?
3: Well, that was the key. You know, it wasn't just box score. You know, what's the eye test tell you? Sometimes you'll see, you know, guys that they they pile up numbers, but the eye test tells you that that's all they are. Yes, they're hollow numbers. He was making plays. He was making plays behind the line of scrimmage. He was making plays, forcing turnovers. He was moving everybody around. When there was one play, he came off. It was on a third and short. And as he came off, everybody was freaking lost. Yeah. I mean, lost. Randy yeah. Gregory's got his hands in the air. He ended up lining up. A middle linebacker and walked up to the line of scrimmage in the gap and ended in the yeah. brushing it's like and then you know and then a play goes to the opposite side and it wasn't covered well the guy is an incredibly important piece of this team
2: give him his props uh super chat here from orange crush seven what's good he says uh, and thank you buddy we appreciate it especially after a long night it would have been easy for us to just say now nah, let's go home and go to bed let's go back to the hotel uh saw some logs We'll live to fight another day on the podcast, but no, we we knew we needed to talk to you guys. So, Orange Crush, thank you for throwing down. Michaela, thank you for throwing down supers tonight. It means a lot to us. He says, "Ugly, but I'll take it." A Broncos win, uh, uh, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, Seagulls, Brady, and Belichick all lose. What a great Sunday! first place Scott yeah you were telling me that it's technically two and one two and one with the Chiefs but Broncos own the tiebreaker
3: yeah the tiebreaker as you go down the list would be their losses to an AFC opponent the Broncos losses to an NFC opponent Broncos are in first place in the AFC West after three games kind of where you thought you might be
2: it's it's kind of it's like the most dissatisfied first place three weeks in that maybe Broncos country couldn't remember but when's the last time they were well I guess last year they were three and oh
3: they were three and oh but there's there is more upside to this team you know they haven't even started feeling what they can do on the on the offensive side of the ball and this defense is coming together very very nicely i think this was probably their biggest challenge so far on offense um you know geno smith has done some good things this year but he's erratic yeah davis mills houston texas not so good but jimmy garoppolo and the san francisco 49ers have put up points in the past Mm -hmm. and they looked inept. Except for one drive, they looked inept true. out there.
2: True. True, uh, and they were helped by an inept opponent offensively. Broncos defense. They were the they were the heroes tonight. But oh, I'll wait, say this. Hold
3: on, let me. I'm going to interrupt on this one too because game balls also it wasn't just defense. There's yep. three phases. Yeah. It was defense and special teams.
2: But Brandon McManus with the miss.
3: That's true. That's true. So I'm thinking more of the punt the punting and punt coverage. So, so you were you're pinning those guys back mm-hmm. into their. Making them go a long field almost the entire game. Um, another gut reaction for me was penalties were cleaned up. Operation for getting the plays in were cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Now the execution hasn't been fixed, right? Um, but for me, a lot of that has to go with making sure the offensive line starts playing better because they they that offensive line scares me, Chad.
2: It's one of the worst in the NFL right now.
3: We talk about schemes and in you know the old phrase: it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmys and the Joes. Well, the yep. Jimmys and Joes didn't change. Yep. And we're expecting them to change based on a scheme. And right now, they haven't.
2: I want to know what kind of pictures Lloyd Cushenberry has on this front office. Somehow, he manages to remain the incumbent, is the starter. He has Russell Wilson saying kind, gracious, you know, flattering things about him in the press like he's a three-time All-Pro. Yeah, Phil, good to see you, buddy. Uh, evening, right back at you. He says it was ugly, but it's a win. And that it was. As uh, we scroll through the chat, your producers tonight managing the chat are on screen right now. So you got to you got to bear with us here. Uh, The Duchess again with that. Super. Thank you. Really love you. You know this. Garth. What's good, bro? He says Broncos win. Shout out GLP. GLP was a trooper. GLP made the pilgrimage to Broncos Country Mecca. And remember, Broncos Country, it's not a geographic location. It's a state of being. But this is where the Broncos play. So he made the pilgrimage to the Mecca from i don't want to betray where he lives i don't know if he talks if he's ever shared public so i'm not going to say it but a long many miles away a long long way so we appreciate him coming and uh holding down the fort he's a trooper so we appreciate you
3: yeah for sure and um you know as garth knight come he, he's he came in already thank you garth um chris here we weren't sure how many people were going to be in but they're rolling in yeah we're, we're, rolling. we're about 300 <laughs> and, something and i said it to the folks in person i'll say it tonight you're why we're here so, thank you for your the support. only reason we're here. Exactly.
2: So, Chris Hernandez was here with us at the meet and greet, made the pilgrimage from his particular neck of the woods. It was great to meet you in person for the first time, Chris, and your lovely wife. And thank you for the super, too, dude. After the fact, too, throwing down a super, he says, I usually super chat the Broncos score, which is true as per tradition. <laughs> he says, But my phone isn't allowing me. So, here's uh, an orange one for a Broncos win, That's dude. Right. Hey, thank you, Chris your
3: it was a, it was a pleasure meeting you as well today so and I just chat you want me so to put the you, it, you want me to put the thing back over here uh if you want to run it that's fine
2: we'll we'll tag team it Victor what's going on bro he says uh three things we can take away from this Hackett cleaned up his time management our defense is legit and the last touchdown drive was perfect so we need to talk about that Yes. when the you. chips were down Russell Wilson delivered yet another College can be expensive, but
0: saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org/register. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, You'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's
2: next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Technical glitch. We're back. It's all good. Let not your hearts be troubled. Technical glitch. We roll with the punches here at MHH. As I was saying, Scott, Russell Wilson, chips were down. He did it last week against Houston, did it again tonight. But you made a very salient point to me about the value of an offense when the only time the quarterback can really like make plays is off script. And what is the value of that?
3: Yeah, there's a there's an old saying I used to hear that the uh, the broken play is not a basis for an offense. And the Sandlot football was how the Broncos finally started moving the ball. That's not the basis for an offense. It's a good it's a good quiver to have when things break down. Oh, when things break down, we can then uh, not amplify. What's the word I'm looking for?
2: Magnify?
3: No, it's not. It's, you know forget it. You can make changes on the fly. Okay, innovate. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You can make changes on the fly. You're not stuck to just one plan. Yeah, make something out of nothing. That's a good thing. You can create. But that can't be the basis for how you move the ball or you're going to be an ineffective offense. And right now that's all I see, Chad. The only time the Broncos are making plays is when a play breaks down. And as you see, there's too many negative plays
2: that go along with that. Sad but true. Um, some progress though, that I, I think we should talk about before we grab Andrew or Andre, Andre Williams. Appreciate you, bro. Is that Russ after rushing for a total of, I think five yards through two games, used his legs significantly more tonight and to great effect, almost stretched on that one third down Broncos challenged, not quite there. He wasn't quite there. Looked like he might've been, but he wasn't. But I was glad to see that Andre says, all I got to say is let's ride. But holy bad word can we make can we please let Russ cook and run defense saved us and jobs let's ride uh, hashtag Broncos country hashtag MHH you rock thank you buddy you demand Andre um you guys give credit to Russ for getting that drive at the end okay but he did not play well so when you say let Russ cook he was given a lot of opportunities but at the same time you you they're caveats
3: and well, there's there's, there's lots of them. The offensive line, as soon as they're dropping, you know, I understand you take a, a, a drop back to get into your pass set, but you're at least supposed to slow the guy down in front of you. You're supposed to To set. some degree. You're supposed to set, not just right end up in the lap of your quarterback. It's called
2: pass protection after and, all. And
3: those guys were in the lap of Russell Wilson all night. One. 2 your wide receivers. You're basically down to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Yeah. And that's okay as long as both of them are healthy, but I, you, we've got a. Cortland Sutton needs to start protecting himself. He's too valuable on this. Yeah. You know, he took a big hit early where he was fighting for an extra foot of meaningless yardage. And here comes a linebacker in and he, and he could another,
2: have, and he could have just gone out of bounds. Right, And
3: he gets another, it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a disparaging term to call someone a sideline hunter. Mm-hmm. In this case, I don't mind. Yeah. Cortland, protect yourself. Get out of bounds, dude, get down, limit the punishment. Um, and then Russ has to play better. You know, yes. he's, he missed a few, he missed a few open throws. And that about so there's three phases. The good news is you gotta win because your defense carried you. The mm. offense will get better. It's not gonna be like this all the time. Yeah. So I don't know how much better the offensive line is going to get, but the other phases can get better. Yeah. Your your receivers can play better and Russell Wilson can play better.
2: Uh Jason, thank you for the super chat, my friend. He says there were some definite improvements. I hope the boys can keep it going and the offense can ramp up some more and the defense can stay dominant yeah buddy I mean that's the cool thing is good teams do win ugly in other words even when things aren't going perfectly when the chips are down the good teams find a way to make the plays necessary uh, to emerge victorious and so far with the exception of the Seattle game which included a smorgasbord of coaching gaffes the the Broncos have come through in those moments Diego says you two are the best. Also, when do you think this offense can make that leap? Thank you, Diego. What do you think, Scott? When?
3: Next week. I mean, I think, it can, Raiders. I think it can start happening right away. So we've seen incremental steps and improvements. Again, and this was a defense unlike any you've seen. This was the best defense you may face all season. So that you struggled against it. It's not going to be the last time it's San Francisco defense, and those edge rushers make an offense look bad. That yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. So – um one of the things, there was another point I was
2: going to make. It's, it's late. <laughs> it is late. It's okay. Guys, we've been grinding since, um, since the cock crowed this morning, getting set up at the tailgate and having a lot of fun in the sun with you guys, with so many of you, and uh, then going to the game and just the ups, the downs, the adrenaline. The, it was great. The cherries jumping in. Hey, what's going on? It's been a minute since we've seen you. A win is a win in the end or end of the day. It's ugly. Got to fix a lot of things, I know. But this defense is insane. And, hey, the red zone, damn, broke. That's true. Win is win. The Broncos were a perfect one-for-one one in the red zone tonight. So Melvin Gordon came this far from fumbling Denver's hopes away tonight. But some mod- modicum of redemption with a touchdown run, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, some. But I started thinking, okay, we might not see Melvin Gordon again in there. is again... I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's faith and there's blind faith and there's misplaced faith. <laughs> True. And this is starting to get a little True. scary. Um, Garth Knight yeah. nice. said, I'm a Broncos fan due to Russ, but I'm an MHH fan because of all the cats on the MHH umbrella. We appreciate awesome, you, dude. You're a We've got a great uh, community. Again, it's a very diverse community with lots of folks in it. Um, Broncos 007, typical Tebow-like win. Terrible QB play for three quarters, then we magically win a bad game. Love seeing you all before the game. You, too, as well. You too,
2: Bro, well. It's it wasn't just – I wouldn't actually say it was Tebow-like. I would say it was 2015 Bronco-like. In other words, the defense does all the heavy lifting. When the chips are down, offense just finds a way to get that one drive. And then, hey, we get the win. But I, I, I get your point. Look at this legend. We owe a lot more than tips of caps uh, to D-Dub, who also made the long pilgrimage from Paradise. And then treated us, Scott and I, to uh, great seats. Love you, Dale, you and Gretchen. And it was great meeting you, two of your kids anyway, my friend. So, And then he jumps in with a super, thank you, bro. He says, I knew this was going to be a battle. Considering the way the Niners played, didn't understand why we didn't roll out Wilson. So more boots and whatnot. But a win is a win. A great game to be at. Yeah, it was. Darkside D won this one. Wilson got it done in the fourth. I loved the uh, graphic they put up there with the music for the Dark Side D. Uh, that was really cool. But yeah, everything you said, true. Absolutely. The Dark Side D won the game. You saw Bradley Chubb make a play in the clutch, was robbed of a pick six, but what are you going to do? Um, and then Randy Gregory getting his too. So you're seeing a true dynamic edge rushing duo take shape.
3: And those guys are a little bit like home run hitters. They may strike out three times in the first seven innings, but they're going to come through with a big play. All they do is make big plays. It's like they're very they quiet. Do. They're very quiet. They're very quiet. Then they make a big play. I remember the point I was going to make because it was coaching gaffs. There it is. And D-Dub reminded me on this one with the 49ers. One of those coaching gaps, in my opinion, was not in the first half was not pushing the Broncos back for their opening field goal. Right, you're at 55 yards. That was weird, which is about a 45 yarder in most places. That is certainly well within makeable field goal range. The Broncos hadn't been able to run their way through a wet paper bag. They certainly, the odds of them getting 13 yards to getting back into that same spot for a fourth in field goal range were slim. Yeah, but you gave them that opportunity. Gave it to them.
2: Gave it. Gave it to it's them. It's almost like Kyle Shanahan was like feeling sorry. For Nathaniel Hackett? Think,
3: like, oh, 55 yards. Okay. You know, I, I don't know, but 55 yards, it's not a chip shot by any match, but it's certainly a makeable field goal.
2: For Brandon McManus in particular.
3: In mile, in, in mile high. Yep, yep. And he lost by a point. Dale. And I called
2: that out right away. You did. You, you were like, what? The Sam Hill? Moving Dale, back. We love you, dude. Appreciate you so much. Safe travels home, my friend. Can't wait to, to see you at the next one. And there, and Thank you. Mile high salute. Yes, right.
3: Mr. D-Dub. Thank you, Dale.
2: Love you, big dog. Um, okay, so we're gonna make sure we get to every super chat tonight because they are stacking up. But uh we also want to rotate in here in a few minutes. We've got Eric Trickle with us, we've got Carl Dumler with us in the hotel room. And um yeah, so we'll, step out. Let's get Andre first and then okay. you step out.
3: I'll get Andre here. So as I said we go to Vegas, beat the brakes off the Raiders, and then go seven and one until the bye. We get the offense offense to start cooking um that it's it's not out of the question there's no non i mean there it's again every game is winnable every game is beatable i know i know i know Mm -hmm. but the schedule is still very favorable in the first half here um and i I think the next three games were tougher games and i thought the broncos should win all three but wouldn't win all three so Mm -hmm. i think even coming out of this stretch of this Next uh three games, if you split the next two, what's that make you three and two mm-hmm. out of the first five games? And when the next two, you coming out instead of seven and one, six and two, you're still in pretty darn good
2: shape. Meanwhile, you never know how the division is going to shape up. And all three division opponents found a way to step on their own, you know what's tonight. Bad losses. Bad losses. Bad losses. The bad.
3: Chiefs, Luke, they, they, the Colts get their first win of the season against the Chiefs. All of yep. a sudden, the Jag, break up the Jaguars, man. <laughs> yeah, break no them up. Kidding. Break them up. They're out of control.
2: <laughs> They're a monopoly. 20, we need
3: a beat down 24 to nothing from the Colts to the Jag. all of a sudden doesn't look so bad.
2: Yeah, pride. Hey, I guess it's pride. Jess, thank you for the super, buddy. Three games, only 36 points by the defense. Let's go. Yes, sir, bro. And then Nate saying the Broncos, let it breathe tonight. Hashtag let's ride. All right. Should we tag team? Should we tag tag who? Who Eric, come sit sit down. Jump in.
3: All All right. right. We'll we'll grab Eric. Thanks for having me. I've had a blast in Denver and we'll see you next time.
2: Thanks, Scott. Hold on. Hang tight for one sec gang. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com farm energy assessment.
4: Last spring, you chose hardworking seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort, comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed perform on your acre. Because you can't fake performance. And bushels don't lie. Local results coming soon. Visit nkseeds.com slash harvest.
2: Eric Trickle, bro, if you share with our community, we got a few more minutes before we'll say goodnight because we also want to hear from Carl here. But what were your main takeaways from the Broncos narrowly edging out the Niners
5: tonight? The defense is the biggest one. Having Josie Jewell back, the communicator on that defense, is huge. You and Scott were talking about his impact in all offseason. Even going back to last year, I kept talking about he's the linebacker to bring back, and he really showed why. Um, He was flying all over the field, Um, and then the pass rushers as well. I mean, that front seven is starting to put it together. They were struggling with Alex Singleton in the secondary. They're not having the miscommunication issues. This defense looks legit. The offense just needs to catch up. But if you're able to squeak out a win, a win is a win.
2: It's a win, and you don't apologize for a win in the league, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent with a very generous super chat. Thank you, buddy. He says, will Jerry Judy ever learn how to catch the ball is it time to move on? Well, Scott has a very early uh, travel morning tomorrow, and uh, so I'll give him credit to this. But when I was ready to castigate Jerry Judy for that deep shot that he didn't catch, who was it? Ch- Chardavius Ward got a piece of it. One of the yeah. someone got a piece of it. And so, y- yeah, you still want to see him maybe make a play. But when your eye is on the ball and you're trying, and it's concentrated shot down the field, and the momentum of that ball gets tipped by a player, it's if the, if the other guy catches it, that you're, I mean, if Jerry Judy catches that, you tip your cap and you go, playmaker, love it. But at the same time, I have a hard time crucifying him for that when the other guy got a piece on it.
5: And that's one of the – with the – where the defensive backs were and everything, that's one of those things. You would just want Wilson to just put it a little bit more in front of him and yep. it just fell a little bit short. Hat, hat tip to the defensive player. He made a great play on it. I think there was a um, bigger issue that he had on the play earlier – where um, it was back near the south goal line, and he just, like, danced around for a good second and a half at the line of scrimmage before even getting off. And it's those TikTok route running that he does that he's just got to, you know, clean up and do away with, really. But I'm not going to crucify him for just yet for it. We'll see how it's going to go. I mean, new quarterback, if we're giving a whole offensive pass for that, he should get a little, little bit of a, a break for that.
2: I agree. Um, Michael Davis, thank you for the super chat, my friend, saying I just jumped in. Aloha, gents. Hey, right back at you. Let's hope this win gives us some momentum. We're going to need more of these. Go Broncos. One thing that's really encouraging about wins like this, and Carl, I want to get your thoughts on this here in a second, is that over the last six years, the Broncos have really forgotten how to win. And so the confidence a team like this takes, I mean, I know it wasn't perfect. Don't get me wrong to have two of your three wins. This wasn't like last year, Eric, where it was like we knew when they went through, you know, they were whistling past the graveyard. It was fool's gold. In our heart of hearts, we knew, right? We, we hoped and wanted to believe otherwise, but we knew. Meanwhile, we're talking six years of just finding every which way, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel to find every last way to lose. They forgot how to win. And so to have a new leader come in and Russell Wilson that's encouraging them and when he says, hey, guys, this is the drive where – we need to make the play. This is the game-winning drive, and he does it two weeks in a row. The confidence and the belief that that instills in a team that lost that for so many years—still a very young team around Russ. Let's let's face it. That's something that shouldn't be slept on because that's the type of thing where you're putting money in the bank and you're going to draw from that later on. The confidence these two wins gives you.
5: Yeah, and with the in closing out the games, I mean the biggest. Carl said this to me after the game, and it's exact. It's perfect. Is over the years. We saw the defense have a great performance, but they weren't able to finish. They weren't able to get over that extra, you know, those final 15, 10, 15 15 minutes. And they're starting to be able to. And not only that, they're stepping up even more in those final 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And they're just getting that, um, closing out the games, which you needed. And then, again, just got to have the offense catch up. I mean, Russell Wilson, he's came up big the last two weeks. We just want to see it a little bit more consistently throughout. Because when you get to the Chiefs, it's going
2: to be tough. Yep, you better bring your guns when it's the Chiefs. Uh, Cherries, again, thank you. We have only had one passer reach 200 yards on this defense, and that was tonight. Gosh, you know, it sure didn't feel like even 200 yards, did it? Uh, Has our defense allowed any 100-yard passes? I would guess he meant receivers or 100-yard rusher um i don't think so but i don't have the box scores pulled up and my normal command of the rolodex in my brain right now is a little frizzle fried (laughs) from the day um so that's a question for the sages and prophets of time you got a google machine tell us in the chat because my brain's a little fried right now i don't think so though
5: i don't think they have a lot of 100 yard rusher uh receiver if that's what you meant i'm not sure on that i don't think so But um, I know they didn't allow a 100-yard rusher. Haven't haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher.
2: Okay, let's grab this one, Eric, from Mason, and then we'll get some thoughts from Carl, and we'll say goodnight to everybody. Uh, Mason, uh, Mason Brown, very generous of you. Thank you, my friend. It was so refreshing to see Jewel back. Yeah, it was. Except when he isn't in coverage versus, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. On that wheel route to Samuel, his job is to cover the running back out of the backfield. It just so happens to be wide receiver slash running back debo samuel scott while we were sitting there he goes jewel needs to recognize that and get be closer and then jam and impede his in a perfect world yeah but heat a battle it's it's flash bang it's bum bomb, bum bomb, bomb. um who would have ever guessed that in a foot race josie jewel loses to debo samuel
5: yeah it's just one of those plays where they're Linebackers are taught different ways to handle it. Some of them, it's you go get that contact a little bit early, but then you're opening yourself up if you don't succeed to allow the big play afterwards. I think Jewel, trying to remember the exact play, it's a little bit blurry, um, but it seemed like he just went for a little bit more depth, which is the way to kind of like protect it a little bit
2: from the big play happening. Let's grab one more because Andre is addressing you specifically, Eric. He says, Chad, just want to know what you think, and Eric as well. If we beat the Raiders, do you think it's possible? to get hot and win three by the bye week and be basically at seven and one. Is it possible? It's definitely possible. Is it likely is the more pertinent question here. I don't think it's likely, but at the same time, you know, this team has shown me through three weeks that the players have heart and they have grit. And the, and what we learned tonight too, Eric, is when the coaches at least show like replacement level competency, The players will go out there, and even when it's not perfect, they'll bring home a dub.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the schedule is for the next three weeks. I know next week's the Raiders. That should be a – I don't want to say an easy win, but with that, the Raiders' defense, they look like straight booty cheeks. And so you just got to stop the offense and defense seems up to the Hey, this is a
2: family-friendly show. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was
5: PG. Um, But the two games after that, I can't remember who they are. I think one of them is the Colts who beat the Chiefs. And who Raiders, what, Raiders, Colts next. Those are the next two opponents in that order. Yeah, and who knows what the Colts will be like? I mean, they beat the Chiefs, but they've been pretty bad the first couple weeks too. So yeah.
2: Well, Eric, dude, it's this was a lot of fun. Of course, having you come to the meet and greet, which is per tradition. Now, again, I must reiterate: MHH Broncos undefeated at the meet and greet. This is a tradition, um, a magical equation. Now that's not right. What do they call it? Incantation. I don't know. I'm half delirious right now. If you guys can't tell, um, that we must continue into the future. So thanks to everyone who came. We're not signing off yet. We want to hear from Carl. We'll get a few more super chats and then we'll say goodnight. But Eric, love you big dog. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And I mean, meeting everybody, it was great. It was a joy and
5: you know, Denver's still perfect while I'm there. And, uh, that's right. it's led to some pretty funny tweets in response. Uh, I put that out on Twitter, but, uh, Everybody who showed up at the meet and greet is great. And definitely I'll do my best to be back down here next
2: year. Was this number two game? Yeah. Okay, so number two game for Eric. These are the two guys that you want in attendance, okay? Because I've been to many games since I was a wee boy, all right? Never have I witnessed.
4: Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children
1: Winner. in the
2: flesh in person, a Broncos loss, not one time. So um we gotta just make sure we're here. Nick's and, not here. Yeah, Nick stays far away. Yeah. So all right. Well let's uh hear from Carl Dummler and uh then we'll we'll sign off. And of course, guys, if you have any burning topics, questions, uh you want to get off your chest, get it in now because we only have a few more minutes. Uh Cherries, I mistyped on my first no worries, no worries, and we do appreciate you throwing down a super to clarify things. Carl, first things first, bro. You and I have worked together for many, many moons now at MHH. That's right. Today was the first time we got to meet in the flesh, though. Yeah. So it was really I, great to meet you in person. It's been fun hanging with you.
6: Yeah, it's been a great time. I, I, I didn't know what to expect with the meet and greet. You know, yeah. some of the guys have told me from last year how it went and how much fun it was, and just getting the chance to be able to come out this year and meet some of you guys and uh, just put a face. To, to a lot mm-hmm. of these names that we get to talk to every single so week. Cool. And yeah, it's very cool. And then getting to meet you guys that, I mean, I talk to you guys all the time. Yeah. And I've uh, been Eric, I almost talked to him more than my own wife sometimes. So, <laughs> um so yeah, just getting to meet him in person. We'll cut
2: this part out of the edit. Don't yes.
6: worry. <laughs> but, uh but no, it's been great. And I, I just wanted to point out the Alaskan wearing the
2: Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't like the mainland here. This is true. This is true. So, um, It is kind of a weird thing, right? When you get to know someone, people like through the Internet and you end up getting to know them quite well. And then you meet in the flesh and it's like you're like, yeah, this is the first time we're meeting. But it doesn't really feel like it's the first time you're meeting.
6: Right. Yeah. It's longtime friends. And now we just actually get to talk in person. And so, uh, yeah, it's been been great. I've loved this time. It's been one of my favorite, probably Bronco memories I've ever had. I'll put John Elway's last fourth quarter comeback being live for that game.
2: That's a that's that, a hard flex.
6: Right yeah, that, that was a really good one. And, of course, it was against the Chiefs, so got to yeah. love that more. Um, at least regular season, I shouldn't say. I think he had one in the playoffs, too. So, um, But, yeah, other than that, this has been such a great memory getting to be there for this game with the fans, getting to meet everybody. Yeah, th- this has just been a wonderful time.
2: Speaking of great, Albert Knoppers, who has been with us uh, the last two days here in Denver, having a good time with his wife, Michelle, has been great hanging out with you, as always, my friend. He says that... I predicted Russ to have a rushing touchdown, not quite right, but a rush that created that scoring drive. So true. At the very least, he anticipated Carl that Russ was going to start using his legs a little bit more.
4: Yeah, he
6: had to. You know, it, it's been missing these first couple of weeks. You can see he's had a little bit of hesitancy. He wants to. He wants to play within the the scope of the play. Right. And so it's now nice that he's finally saying, "All right, you know what? I just got to take over sometimes, and I got to go make this kind of play." I'm still a little frustrated about the you know, where they, they marked it just inches short and then they challenged. And of course they lost the challenge, but you know, both those challenges, oh my gosh, you can't get any closer yeah. on those. And I I get it. It was close and all that, but uh, it's good to see Russ really kind of putting it all out there to go get us a victory.
2: Andre, thank you for clarifying. He says I meant through to the bye week seven and one after the Raiders getting hot with him. Yeah. My, our answer still stands on that one. My friend, thank you though for clarifying with a super chat, helping us keep the lights on. At MHH. We do appreciate that, my friend. Uh Carl, you're the only one that I haven't asked this yet. So let me get this out of the way. But what were your overall overarching takeaways from tonight's game?
6: Well, I mean, the the defense is legit. You know, I think we kind of had through those first couple games, oh, it was the Seahawks, oh, it was the Texans. You know, they they held the 49ers under 100 yards rushing. That's hard to do against a, a Kyle Shanahan offense. Yep. And Debo Samuel five carries six yards shut him down that is that is amazing now he did get some receiving plays and all that but you know for all the the gimmicks that the 49ers offense can run it's just incredible to see that the broncos kind of had answers you know they gave up a couple plays here and there but they always kind of tightened it up figured some things out and next thing you know boom broncos getting turnovers they're they're making plays getting three and outs it was just uh that defense I, i'm so excited to watch them the rest of the year
2: especially because it buys russ and everyone time to continue to work out all their hormones and get things figured out right uh, master classa thank you for the super sticker don't know exactly what it says but thank you for the super sticker and uh lilo fifty six twenty six with the super sticker thank you we do appreciate that uh, chaos josh aka oi boy 90 aka my brother in punk rock jumping in with a super chat to say Good teams show up in big moments. Today, the Denver Broncos showed up. I just hope this isn't another year where the defense is solid and the O is trash, Carl.
6: Yeah, I I think one thing we have to keep in mind, this is how Russell Wilson has won a lot of his career. You know, I know Scott kind of said it earlier that you can't make an offense based on this, but a lot of his games have always been really close. Defense keeps him at least close enough to go make plays in the fourth quarter. And he shows up in he the delivers. fourth quarter. And uh, and so if that's what it's going to take, I mean, hopefully everybody, you know, get your heart right, because it's going to be pounding throughout the rest of the year. Uh, you know, that fourth quarter. I mean, like I said, it, it was magical being in that stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I about had it to sit down because it was shaking so yeah. bad. I was like, oh, my gosh. hard to go? I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, get used to that. That's what he does. He loves that that spotlight. He loves those big moments. And uh, so it's great for us because it means a lot of victories that are going to show up in big ways. But uh, yeah, you wish you could get these blowout wins. That doesn't happen very often in the NFL. Uh, The the offense. I, I really do believe they're going to get something figured out. Plus weapons here.
2: Contemplate the alternative. We could be facing the same thing we faced for the last few years where it's a pretty good defense. And then the quarterback gets a shot to all they need is that one drive in the fourth and they don't deliver. So that's the alternative. So, tonight when you lay your head down to sleep you count your blessings you thank your lucky stars what have you
6: yeah that, that's exactly right you know again you think of victory every chance you get it and ones against like the 49ers 49ers they were a playoff team last year so it wasn't like the broncos are playing nobody yeah and they did that with jimmy g so it's not i know it's he's backup quarterback this year but he's still a good quarterback in the nfl he should be a starter for some team and so the broncos coming out here putting on this kind of show against some great weapons that they have and a defense like they have, and to, to come out with a victory on a Sunday night
2: football, man, you, you got to be happy about it. You got it. Uh Michael wants to know how's Zach doing after the game? Zach's doing great. It just didn't work out with travel and stuff like that and not travel, but like getting out of the stadium and different things. Um, unfortunately tonight, I wasn't able to make the gut reaction, but it's a, uh, you know, he would love to be here. He gives everyone Props and congratulations for the win. Of course, he's just as stoked to see what's happening right now as as everybody is. So, shout out Zach Kelberman. um Pete Middleton. Carl wants to know: sign Griffith and Jewel before they get expensive. Whoops.
6: <laughs> yeah, you know it's. I remember going through all the AFC West rosters, and everybody was going, "Oh, the Broncos—they got to do something about that off-ball linebacker." And I'm going. Broncos maybe have the best off-ball linebackers in the division. Yep, Kansas City has a couple guys that look pretty promising, but you know th- these two guys—they're both very solid. They make the plays. They're they're in the right spot at the right time. That's what you want in this kind of defense.
2: Boy, boy, again jumping in to say we ain't taking the sixty bus out of downtown Campbell. Benzenato—he was all right. I'll stop with the punk rock karaoke, but <laughs> that's why he paid the two dollars and he got what he paid for. That's what I do. I deliver in the clutch. All right, these are things that Russ and I, we have in common. What do you What do you want me to do? Oh boy, love you, big dog. All right, we're about out of time here, but let's grab one or two more, and then uh, we'll say goodnight here from Rello. Takeover. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for the super. He says, this was the biggest game of the year. Keep writing. This was, oddly, Carl, for a non-conference game, this was a game that was very uh, replete with, Meaning that kind of stretched beyond the fact that it was non-conference. Like, with all the outside noise and all the questions of Nathaniel Hackett's competency, all the questions about Russell Wilson and his legs and everything. Like, they just needed to go out there and even if it was imperfect as it was tonight, prove that no, 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 silence. We got this, and they they delivered a win against what is probably going to be, you know, one of those teams that pushes for one of the playoffs or a uh, wild card playoffs in the NFC.
6: Yeah. I remember seeing a, a visual earlier on Twitter about how the Broncos were not even ranked as a top 10 team in the AFC. And I'm going, you know, spe- these kind of wins. When you do this, it proves that is completely false. This is a, a great team that has a lot of talent. They just got to figure some things out. And, and they figured out a few things this week. You know, everybody was getting after him. The game management. Well, that was so much better this week. Got after him for, uh, you know, some of the, the red zone or goal line stuff. Hey, the one time they had the goal line, boom, they go in there and score. Yep. So the, the the big things that everybody was kind of complaining about, the Broncos actually did okay with some of that. Now, again, some of the play calling has to be cleaned up. Some of the execution out there on the field has to be cleaned up. But this was a great defense. They had some great pass rushers getting after Russell Wilson. He was rattled. But yeah. like I said, when it came final, you need to play. He made a play.
2: Pete says, again, talking of linebackers, Carl, would you sign Bradley Chubb early, get it done, because he is in a contract year, or wait to check and kind of verify he stays healthy?
6: I'm waiting. That, that guy's been too banged up, two ACL chairs on that same knee. I, I want to see him make it through the entire season, and I might still even just do the franchise tag at that point. I know it's going to be expensive. That's but what I, I was going to say. I, I'd like to see two years of healthy. You know, sign Draymond Jones to that long-term contract, give the franchise tag
2: to to Bradley Chubb, keep him around, but make sure he proves himself to be healthy. I miss who asked this question. Here it is from William on YouTube. Didn't the Broncos bring in a guy upstairs to help hack it? Yeah, they did. They hired a coach. Um, Oh, the frizzled brain is not, the recall right now is not helping me. But yes, they hired a guy, former Baltimore Ravens assistant under Harbaugh, the Super Bowl champion, John Harbaugh Ravens. Um And I think it came out on the wash. I mean, he was there all week. Broncos didn't announce anything. The report didn't come through Mike Clist till yesterday, Carl, but from his reporting, we learned that that coach I'll, I'll find his name. Give me a second. But uh, he had been with the Broncos all week long and it came out on the wash in the, in the sense that the big gaffes, there was no delay of games yep. and all the big, like critical moments. You can, you can say, ah, uh, no Hackett shouldn't have challenged the Russ stretch play or, I'm trying to remember what the other challenge was. Was it the punt? That's right. The touchback. Um, But you know what? They were close enough that I think, uh, whoa, stand by Nathaniel Hackett's trying to barge into our podcast here. what's going on. Uh, Stop. There we go. Uh, This man's name, this new coach is Jerry Rosberg or is it Roseberg? I don't know. Roseberg maybe. But that's that's the new uh, assistant that's going to help Nathaniel Hackett iron out the kinks.
6: Yeah, I, I think some people got after him of, oh my gosh, he shouldn't have these kind of problems. If he's going to be a head coach, he should be able to handle this. And I'm going. Every head coach has their different weaknesses. Yeah. The the bigger problem is those that can't admit their weaknesses and continue to go into them. You know, like we, we've seen with Brandon Staley the last couple of years, where they've, mm. he's been so uber aggressive that it's almost cost them a few games. It's cost them the playoffs. Andy Reid, I, I think he's cost himself a couple Super Bowls because oh, yeah. of his play or his uh, clock management. True. You know, what would happen if you had some guy that was just hired just to do that part for him? And so to me, if if this is what it takes for Hackett to be good, hey, whatever, do it.
2: Be humble. A leader, part of what makes them, are they a good leader or not, is do they know how to delegate? And in that sense, what I mean is as a a boss, you hire around your weaknesses. I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast. I don't have the time nor the expertise to study the draft like you do like eric does like nick does so what do i do i go find great guys knowledgeable analysts over the years that can do that nathaniel hackett so busy juggling all the other demands of being the head coach calling the offense dialoguing with russ in game and all that stuff that he realized this is a weakness i got to address this hired around it you want to see that recognition although we know george payton had a lot to say about it too based on the reporting from mike cliss
6: yeah, for sure. So, again, I, I don't view it as a bad thing that he did this. I think it's a great thing. I think it's it's a great showing of him saying, okay, we see a problem on this team. We're going to do something to fix it. So uh, I'm expecting big things moving forward with that.
2: Two more, and then we're saying goodnight, Michaela. Again, thank you, my friend. She says, I was so impressed by Jewel. He had a heck of a game. Also, I think Hackett will be okay. Yeah, don't sleep on the importance and the value of Josie Jewel. And when he got hurt last year, to whatever it was, two, three games into the season. Yeah. We were all talking on the podcast. We're like, wow, he had turned a corner. He was showing up in coverage. He was His run fits were killer. He wasn't missing tackles. And we're like, if the Broncos get this version of Josie Jewel, man, yeah, this is a guy you give that second contract. Then he gets hurt in a contract. you are know, like, it. Broncos saw that, though. They saw that for him. And I questioned this offseason when they brought him back. It's like, hey, are we going to get that version of Josie or the kind of He giveth and he taketh away, Josie, of the first three seasons. Seems like it's only one game, so we we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but he looked a lot tonight like that guy the first two, three games last year.
6: Yeah, I I don't think there's a team that will throw more complicated things at the linebackers than what we saw tonight. And Josie Jewell rose up to that kind of occasion, so I, I expect him to be what he was last year. He's going to be the Green Dot guy, which having him back on the field, getting everybody lined up. You saw a couple times tonight, guys were a little bit struggled getting lined up where they needed to be. But uh, again, I expect a lot of this stuff to continue to get cleaned up as they get further into the season. You know, yeah. They're still working with, with Evero for the first time. And I, that, that might be the best move Hackett made, hiring that guy.
2: You know what I loved? That's a, such a great point. I was paying attention to this because I was on the Broncos sideline side. When his team would make a play, or his unit would make a play, And then they'd come off the field. Whoever that guy was that made the play, Everett would run up to him on the sideline and give him props and like stoke him out and be like, good job. And it was like, hey, that's cool because he's showing fire because he's not a fiery guy when you hear him at the podium. Yeah. But it's showing you that behind closed doors, the relationship he has with his guys is not only one of encouragement and all that that you want to see from a coach, but like fired up when they're fired up. You know, and I thought that was kind of cool to see from just his personality component he's new to us we still don't know all that much about ever we're getting to know him i like seeing that and by the way garth knight's throwing down a super chat to say
6: carl hey garth thank you so much really appreciate you and appreciate all of you coming in here late at night um, i know it is bedtime for a lot of people bedtime almost for each and every one of us yeah and uh, so yeah we appreciate you sticking with us and sticking with us all day you know it's yep. just been an all-day thing with us and so far we haven't worn you out quite yet
2: and jeremy it was great seeing you, buddy. It was great meeting you. Great and hanging. Appreciate you. He says MHH went above and beyond today. Hit a like. Yeah, it, if you can find it in the kindness of your hearts, like the video before you dip on out. especially for on YouTube, especially if you're on Facebook. But speaking of bedtime, I'm so tired. I'm going to bed. You ready to go to sleep? We're not going to sleep that's... in the same bed. Don't, <laughs> don't get weird, okay? Get your minds out of the gutter, okay? But I really am tired. I got to go to sleep.
6: Yeah, I'm with you, man.
2: Thank you guys like again.
6: That. Again, minds out of the gutter, okay? <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Have a good night and uh, Bronco victory. Go dream those sweet dreams and get ready to to celebrate tomorrow with everybody. And, and uh, I, I'm just excited as this team moves forward,
2: because I think the best days are ahead. Thanks to everybody who came out last message, everyone who joined us today at the meet and greet. Thank you for making the trip. So, I mean, there's a few that live in Denver and they come and they see us and it was great, but most of the people that came, came, sacrificed, spent money on plane tickets, spent money to buy tickets to the game, all that stuff and came from a long ways away. So we appreciate each and every one of you that showing up tonight uh, today at the at the meet and greet. It was so great to hang with each and every one of you and we're going to do it again next year. It might not be week 3, maybe it will. Either way, it's uh we're looking forward to that next year. But as Carl said, we're going to sign off. Don't forget to follow on uh I guess I better go through this or else Zach's going to kill me. Uh Follow us on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. That's the main account. Okay, connect with us there. Don't forget to get your swag on. Go to huddleuppod.com. You'll find merchandise there that is expertly designed, expertly curated. Okay, by an OG it goes by the name Uncle Jeffy. All right, I'm going to leave him as a man of mystery for now. To those of you in the chat, but if you were at the meet and greet today, you wouldn't be scratching your head going, Uncle Jeffy, what's Jensen talking about? You would know you'd be an insider, all right? So shame on you if you didn't make it. But go to huddleapod.com. get your swag on, and you know what? That's enough for tonight. Love you, appreciate you. Celebrate the win. Never apologize for a win. We'll see you next year at the meet and greet. And then Zach and I will be back on tomorrow night for the Aftermath Pod. I don't think there's going to be a Broncos for breakfast tomorrow because Scott's uh, making his trip back home. I don't know. Maybe Nick is. If Nick is, then you'll see Nick in the morning. But otherwise, love you guys. Get some sleep.
1: You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
4: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.